Hi, everybody. My name is Hafa Lombardino, and this is Translation Confessional. What is the most fundamental tool translators have? Yes, our language. And we must be the grammar and spelling police, not only when we're working on a project, but also when we're communicating with clients or interacting with peers online. We must use our language as well at all times. With that in mind, one tool I've been using for a while now, and I do use it constantly, is Grammarly. I've activated it on my email so I don't make any mistakes when sending a message to a client. I also have it available to me in Google Drive so I can use it when reviewing my students' translations into English or when I'm writing my own articles and brainstorming podcast episodes. And because I do translate into English very often, the premium version helps me keep my last draft sharp and ready for delivery. If you'd like to try out the world's best automated proofreader, visit bit.ly slash tc dash grammar. It's easy to remember. TC stands for Translation Confessional, followed by Grammar. Once again, you can visit Grammarly at bit.ly slash tc dash g-r-a-m-m-a-r. Keep your English sharp. Invoicing Practices After talking about client interactions for two weeks, let's talk about money today. The topic of discussion will be invoicing practices. Receiving payment for your translation or interpretation work is, of course, the most important part of your business. But the process greatly varies according to the type of client you work with and where you are located. Let's start with geographic location, which is the least complicated part of the subject. Depending on where you are located, some payment methods may not be easily available to you, or they may not be very cost-efficient. For example, your bank may charge too much to receive a wire transfer from abroad, which will most likely eat up your payment. The same problem may happen with PayPal, which can take away a big chunk of the invoiced amount. The best thing you can do is ask your client which payment options they are able to use and then check what fees are involved in receiving the payment, so there are no surprises down the road. Now, as far as the type of clients you may be dealing with, if you work with an agency, they may have their own system already set up. Most may simply accept an invoice by email, but there are some that will ask you to confirm work orders through their own website in order to generate payment. You must also check how many days they need between receiving the invoice and making payment. Of course, you would like to be paid as soon as possible. But the reality is that most translation agencies are only able to pay 30 days after receiving your invoice. Other agencies may push for a 45 or 60-day payment term. 
There are also a few agencies that will push payment as far as 90 days from the invoice date. All in all, pay attention to the agreement you've signed with each agency and plan ahead for when you'll be receiving their payment, especially if a colleague has helped you with the project. If you agreed to pay a colleague within 45 days, for example, you definitely don't want to go back on your word and say something like, I'll pay you when I get paid. No, that's a no-no. Also, I've been seeing some colleagues who got upset because they didn't invoice a client on time. It seems that some agencies demand that translators invoice them by a certain date, and the agency reserves the right not to make payment for projects that were already completed, let's say, 90 days ago. That's why it's so important that freelancers have a system in place not only to meet their project deadlines, but also to invoice clients accordingly. Have you ever misquoted a translation client because you couldn't find a rate in your email or missed a deadline because somehow the job got lost in your inbox? You're not alone. Too many translators manage everything manually from their inbox or Excel sheets. While they may think that they're saving time and money by not getting a software, the opposite is true. LSB Expert saves translators hours a week by letting them manage clients, projects, and finances all in one place. You can create and send quotes, manage your rates and services for each client, manage projects, and send invoices all from one place. It automatically creates financial reports for you, so you always know the health of your business. Ready to stop wasting time on admin and start spending more time translating? Try LSB Expert for free for 30 days. Just type lsb.expert into your preferred browser and use the code HAFA for 15% off a new yearly subscription. Once again, the code is R-A-F-A. Take control of your translation business admin today. Now, the story is completely different if you are working with a direct client. You get to set some rules and have more flexibility when compared to working with an agency. Keep in mind that direct clients may not be used to requesting translation services, though. So you have to help them understand how everything works. To a certain point. Listen to Season 2, Episode 2, Client Education, for more on that topic. If you are able to ask for advance payment, go ahead. Otherwise, you can ask for payment upon project delivery. You can also request payment within 7 or 15 days, which will help you offset those agencies that want to pay you way past 30 days. Some clients may have long-term projects and it would be a good idea for them to pay installments, sending you a deposit when you sign a service agreement, and then a percentage of the total amount every week or once or twice a month until the project is finally completed. I actually work with this method because I translate a lot of books for small publishers and for self-published authors as well as personal and education records for immigrants who want to work or study in the United States. Since these are large projects that will most likely take weeks or even months to be completed, 
I usually request a small deposit and then divide the rest of the amount into installments. Whenever possible, you can look up services that would allow you to receive the full amount in advance and have your client pay them installments. So your client's debt is to this third-party service, not to you. That way, you make payment terms more convenient to you and you don't have to wait to get paid. But just keep in mind that these third-party services don't do that out of the kindness of their heart. They will collect a small fee. One side note, make sure you do your background check in case clients find you and say that they have a large project with a very comfortable deadline and offer you to pay in advance. That can be a scam. And you can learn more about it on Season 1, Episode 46, Scammy Scamming Scammers. Finally, I just want to make sure you understand how hard it is to try to collect payment from individuals after the service is provided. It's easier to go after a company which has a legal address where you can find someone responsible for it. However, individuals are harder to track and they can simply vanish after they get what they needed from you. I learned it the hard way when dealing with a Brazilian client living in Florida. The one time in over two decades that I made an exception and agreed to be paid within 30 days by an individual, she took the translation and ran away with it. I usually ask individuals for a deposit and then two installments or so, but always demand that the final payment be made before I send them the complete translation. This one time, after talking to the client on the phone and being sympathetic to her situation, I agree to receive 50% advance and 50% 30 days after delivering the translation. She needed her documents translated for a job interview, which would take place the week after she hired my services. So I really wanted to help her get that job. After sending several reminders, I found out that she personally knew translators in Florida and didn't hire any of them because she never had the intention to pay the full amount for a professional translation service in the first place. A colleague of mine, who is herself a translator and has hired my services in the past, actually knew this woman and contacted her on my behalf. I was able to get half of what she owed me, which means I got 75% of the original invoiced amount but unfortunately had to send a collection agency after the client to get that remaining 25% of the payment. Long story short, she now has a poor credit score and a bad reputation among creditors. Well, don't learn it the hard way and don't make exceptions when working with individuals because in the end, you may get burned. In these situations, it pays off to always be a business person first and a sympathetic human being second. Send me an email at rlombardino at wordawareness.com or leave a voice message on my anchor page. If I get enough feedback and voice messages, 
I can go back to the subject and post a special podcast episode with everyone's opinion on this very same theme. By the way, my anchor page is anchor.fm slash translation dash confessional. I look forward to hearing from you. Stay tuned for weekly episodes and subscribe to Translation Confessional through your favorite podcast app.